Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It impacts on the other end for other things. You see how it works? Just like that. Recorded Number live. four, zoning. From 1950 to 1970, housing prices moved in tandem with construction costs. Then prices began to outstrip costs. And the trend, quote, has become especially dramatic in America's big coastal cities, end quote. Now, density might explain that. I'm talking about population density. I'm not talking about moron densities, you know, people that are dense upstairs, okay? So density might explain that. Maybe some cities are just filling up after all, except for one thing. Home prices do not correlate highly with density. Prices do apparently correlate with, quote, the progressive tightening of land use restrictions, end quote. See, this regulatory tax can add as much as 50% to the cost of a dwelling. Zoning, Lindsay says, exists to, quote, protect homeowners' property values at the expense of housing for everyone else and accomplishes its objectives by keeping poor people away from rich people. Well, not surprisingly, zoning controls tend to be strictest in cities with the highest per capita incomes. Surprise, surprise, surprise. As a result, and contrary to historical trends, people are moving away from big coastal cities, which are, by the way, the country's most productive places, the ones that have incubated the greatest productivity gains. While high prices caused by zoning are forcing people, non-rich people, to move to less productive regions, which hurts both their own economic prospects and the overall economy. After all, Lindsay cites the writer for The Economist who terms the phenomenon moving to stagnation. Well, it's customary in contemporary political discourse to pit economic liberty against economic equality. A laissez-faire economy supposedly brutalizes the weak, while a controlled economy slowly chokes to death on its own red tape. Lindsay has done the country a service by reminding everyone this dichotomy is way too simplistic. Sometimes the best way to give the poor a hand up is simply to take government's boot off their neck. Yes, 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 my friends. That's the sound of one hand applauding. Since I only have one hand, it's a snapping of the fingers. That's that's my one hand applauding. Uh, but you get the idea. So there you go. That's how you can 
like I said at the beginning here, very easily fix the economy and income inequality at the same time. It's just that way. Okay. Now, I was hoping I would have a bit of time here, and evidently I do. So, I want to just read you a little bit of an update, if you will, um, just to give you an update on what the heck is going on with myself. And um, it's because I've had a lot of you ask, you know, well, what happened with your arm and how, what are you dealing with it, etc. So I, I wrote a little um, update piece and I got to scroll back to it because I didn't think I would have the time. So I didn't actually have it up. So this is what I wrote to... Uh, kind of as a little blog post here on what's happening here. Come on, find it, Roy. It's it's here. It's uh, I just got to find it. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I love it. You know, computers are so fast at at doing everything you don't want them to do. <laughs> you know how that goes, right? Anyway, um, come on, hurry up. It's it's okay. I'm getting closer. I know I am. I don't want to go beyond it. Um, anyway, come on. As I, uh, oh, boy. Too many things uh, on Facebook, my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's where I posted it, a little update on what the heck's going on. Um, and, okay, I'm trying to find it. And there's my funny stuff that I posted about. Oh, yeah, I, I got a, a, sh- uh, a picture of a dam with no water behind it saying, California has finally done away with dihydrogen monoxide. Okay, here we go. This is what I wrote here, a little update. A couple of times in my life, my friends, I've been told some very bad things about my future from doctors. The first time was after I'd been thrown into the creek in the backyard, and the creek was only 12 inches deep, but the rock I landed on, centered on the L4, L5 area of my back, well, it was 8 inches tall, and I remember hearing a loud crack and then my world going black, and when I awoke in the hospital, I was shown a brand new shiny wheelchair and told that this was going to be my new paradigm for life, that I was going to spend the rest of my life in that wheelchair and never walk again. Well, I admit it. I cried. I wailed. I got depressed. I was 19 for crying out loud. But after a while, I steeled my resolve and extended my middle finger to the doctor saying, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but somehow I'm going to get out of this bed and I'm going to walk. Well, to make a long story short, it wasn't until after my 21st birthday that I met up with some very interesting people. And the next thing I know, I'm in Tibet. It took a while, and I went through a lot of pain and agony, but the end result is I can walk. I still can't run. I can sort of shuffle along real quickly, and I couldn't walk a straight line for a sobriety test stone-cold sober, but the key words are, I can walk. Well, six and a half weeks ago now, my friends, I suffered a compound fracture on my left humerus, The break was so bad that they had originally scheduled my surgery for 3 p.m. that day, but they delayed it to 6 p.m. to give doctors and interns a chance to travel to the mid-Willamette Valley from points over 100 miles away just to witness the surgery to put my arm back together. And it's my understanding that I had 15 or more such spectators like this. I don't remember it because I was out. 
I'm told that my surgery team was very close to six hours long in the surgery with the surgical team of 10 members with three surgeons working in shifts, each one doing a job, then stepping back and letting the next one do the next task and so on until they were finished. My lady tells me that they were telling her that I had a 50-50 chance of ever using my left hand again. So in retrospect, it was not surprising to me that as I came out from under the anesthesia about 3 a.m., the nurses took note of me being awake and called my main surgeon. I'll just call him Dr. K. And he comes into my room about 4 a.m. after doing this grueling six-hour surgery, and he's squeezing my fingertips, which is extremely painful, and asking me, can you feel this? Then asking me to move my fingers... I could just a little bit and move them independently again just a little bit. And this put a big smile on his face. He patted me on the shoulder telling me to get some rest. And like I said, it wasn't until later that I was told about this 50-50 chance of losing the use of my left hand. But all this behavior finally made sense to me. Well, several days later, I was sent home from the hospital with instructions to not use my left hand for lifting or grabbing anything, to keep the arm in the splint, and to use the sling to support everything. Those instructions were later modified by PAs to flex and move my hand as much as I could, trying to make a fist, trying to rotate my hand up and down, but not subjecting my hand to lifting any more weight than about eight ounces. That's the weight of a small cup of coffee. Well... On the six-week anniversary, which is last Thursday, I went in for my six-week checkup. And because my shoulder was hurting so much and had been for over two weeks, and being told by the PAs I just needed to get over it, when the pain in my shoulder was exceeding the pain in my arm and elbow, I insisted yesterday on seeing Dr. K and not one of those PAs. Well, Dr. K went over my x-rays, taken a few moments before, discussing with me in details the progress of my healing and asking me if I had any questions. And, of course, the first thing I brought up was how much my shoulder was hurting. He then pulled up my first x-rays from six weeks earlier, which showed my shoulder socket with the shoulder firmly in its socket. And he examines me, probing my shoulder and having me move my arm about while he's doing it while asking me how and where the pain was. Well, Eventually, he gets a very sober look on his face and tells me that it looks like the rotator cuff injury that I had years ago and was never properly fixed was severely aggravated by this injury to my arm, and there's very little he could do at that point except for this, and then he pushes on my shoulder, which was extremely painful, but when he was done, the pain was gone. He says, I just pushed the rotator cuff back into place. Now, don't let your shoulders hunch forward which I've worked very hard on, and I've been very grateful that it's worked. Well, the thing is, after all this, Dr. K looks at me and tells and at how little I can move my arm and shoulder at this point, asked me why I had not been moving them around, I told him how I'd been told not to use it. And he goes, oh boy, well, I'm going to order you up some physical therapy. We need to get that shoulder and elbow moving again, or you'll not be able to have free movement the rest of your life. He then showed me his arm extended to only about 170 degrees and that I probably would never be able to straighten my arm out more than that. I might just have to get used to that fact. Well, I came home, stopping at the local hospital, making my first appointment for PT, which will be tomorrow morning. And though I, and that I have a really long and hard talk and thought about what Dr. K had told me, 
And part of what he told me is that the PT is going to be very painful to get both the shoulder and elbow moving, along with the wrist and hand. But the harder I work at it, the more success I should have. Well, I thought long and hard about it, my friends. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know one thing. One way or another, I will somehow regain full use of my arm. See, I took it as a challenge, just like I took that challenge that I would never walk again. So like I said, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know one thing. It will happen. Now, the meme I shared accompanying this little blog says, sometimes bad things happen to you and you have three choices. You can let it define you, you can let it destroy you, or you can let it strengthen you. I've decided that I'm going to take this incident in my arm and I'm going to let it strengthen me. And I hope that you can find things in your life to strengthen you too. That reaches this episode of the Constitutional Crusaders show. Again, next week is Labor Day. We won't be here, but the following week, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, my friends, my fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. 
No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 225 4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Welcome to the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I am Jason Burton, broadcasting out of Union City, Indiana. I would say sunny Union City, Indiana, but apparently the earth has decided to tilt once again, changing the climate in our area. People ask me, Jason, do you believe in climate change? And I tell them, absolutely, I do believe in climate change. In fact, you are really silly if you don't believe in climate change. I believe that every year the earth gets colder and every year the earth gets warmer. And now we are starting to get to that fall-like air that we get here in Indiana. I'm starting to see some trees change a little bit early. Hopefully that's not a poor tender for a, a rough winter that we might have ahead. 
But uh, absolutely, the air seems to be changing, even though it's been hot and muggy here. And I'm just getting ready for fall. That is one of my favorite seasons of the year. It is good to be with you folks tonight. Unfortunately, the man in the big squeaky chair, the only pastor of the only megachurch of Payson, Arizona, is not on the air tonight. He is in world travel mode. If uh, you can consider northern Michigan to be part of the world, that's where he's at. And so he won't be joining us this evening. I got a call from him a little bit earlier. He is driving around in his Mercedes-Benz with the top down up there in northern Michigan. Give him a hard time about it next week. And uh, and we are going to miss him here for the show, though. We've been doing this show now for about 11 or 12 years. We've been on the air, and it is hopefully has been a help for those at least maybe a little bit entertaining through the years that we've been doing this. But uh, we've got some things to talk about tonight, folks. Yes, the world is still burning down. Yes, people are still getting crazier and crazier. Yes, you still have less and less money in your pocket while being told at the same time by the federal government and various state agencies that you have more money in your pocket because the uh, economy is improving. Yes, there are still people that haven't been able to find work for three, four years uh, in spite of those same agencies trying to convince you otherwise. However, there is hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. We are a program that focuses on controversy and conspiracy, specifically within Christianity. We take a biblical viewpoint of what's going on in the world, and we see what the Word of God has to say. As we get into the broadcast today, I will be getting my text from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which, yes, it is the love chapter, or more specifically, the charity chapter, and the last four verses there, and then we are going to deal with the story of the blind man who received his sight out of John chapter 9. Now, before you turn the radio broadcast, because I mentioned the Bible, don't do it, because the Bible has everything that mankind needs in this world, which is rapidly in goose uh, lockstep, uh, marching off the edge and becoming worse and worse. And uh, we all realize it. We know it. It's no use trying to hide it. Look at the current Republican field of candidates that we have. The greatest hope we have in this entire uh, field of candidates is a guy who owns a casino. <laughs> so I, some of the things he says not half bad, but I'm just saying that uh, this isn't exactly good times. It's not times for a, a, a statesman to be stepping forward um, because I don't know if there are any statesmen left. But what we'll do is we'll deal with it. We will look at what the Bible has to say. And before we get into the broadcast and into what I'm going to talk about from the Word of God today, we are going to address some uh, news articles that I've run across that are absolutely ridiculous. Before we even do that, though, I have to mention the chat room. The American Voice Radio Network now for several years has had a chat room available to those that listen to the American Voice Radio Network. And you can go to the AmericanVoice.com. You can jump into that chat room, and you can start discussing the issues of this show. But knowing the, the folks that are in there, the ones that are regulars, they don't talk about the show, but about half the time. But I'll tell you what, you will learn something if you jump into that chat room. Go to the AmericanVoice.com. Uh, on the left-hand side, you will see a button that says chat. Click on that. Give yourself a super secret identity like Frank. That wasn't a very good super secret identity. Or Pastor Mike or Andrew. Looks like the, the tide is turning toward people actually having their real names in there. Wayfarer, that's me because I forgot 
the password to my old username, which was Jason B. Uh, Spudman, The Watchman, and Irish88. Good to see all of you in the chat room. So take the time to jump in there. And uh, I tell you what, we have the smartest chat in radio on this broadcast. And so you'll want to get in there. Uh, you'll learn something, or you could teach them something as well. That would be good. Uh, if anything, you'll be entertained, and it'll be funny because they do get that way in the chat room as well. And it looks like I've already got a caller on the line, and I have not even given my contact information. That's okay. We're going to put all the rest of the intro aside for just a second to take the caller on the line. Hello, caller. Welcome to the broadcast. Glad you could call into the broadcast today. Where? Are you, who are you, and where are you from? Hey, it's it's your co-host, man. I'm hidden south on I-75 in northern Michigan, driving towards my parents' place. Okay, how's the Mercedes? The Mercedes is fine, man. It's great. I've got this uh, chauffeur, and uh, they give you free donuts in the back. It's great, man. Nice. Living got wonderful top down enjoying the nice weather up there and in, in northern central michigan or wherever you're at up on i-75 hey thanks for calling into the show into the show folks this is the pastor anthony garissi that i was just talking about who couldn't make it to the show you made That's it right. to the show yeah. there goes that well hey we're on family vacation right now but uh we, good news is we got to be able to preach for the gospel Light baptist church in uh, Standish, Michigan, and um, it's the uh, grand opening services. Um, you've heard, heard my father, Pastor Tony Gersey, on the show, and uh, the Lord's blessed him with a new building. They've been able to get out of a very horrible situation, and now they, it's like God has given them liberty, and we had a wonderful service on Sunday. Wonderful well, service. Praise the Lord for that. It sounds like that you're active up there. I understand you guys are going to be doing some construction work while you're up there as well, so it's not exactly a vacation that's one where you're just laying around, right? Oh, absolutely. we got to do some electrical work and uh, all that other stuff. But, hey, you know what? Just being with family and, uh, you know, being up in northern Michigan is vacation enough. Well, sounds good. Well, you shouldn't talk to us too long. I've got to get back to making fun of you again. And that's really hard to do when, you know, you're on the show calling in. And so, uh, but I hope you're having a good time cruising around up there. Well, we are, and uh, if you're going to make fun of me, I can take it. So to all of our listeners, appreciate your faithful listening. And, uh, Jason, it's all yours. We're going to get back to driving. Take care. Lord bless. All right. Be safe, and Lord bless you as well, Pastor. All right. That was Pastor Anthony Garissi. Obviously, the other host of this show, um, I'm glad that he decided to call in. Uh, you know what? We've, uh, he, he is one of, one of the most, uh, oh, what, what, am I gonna, what am I trying to say here? Of the three pastors that I've had, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. No, I've really enjoyed doing the show with him over the, over the last years that we have, have been doing it. And uh, Lord willing, he'll be back again next week, and it won't be too long before we hit our next hatefulness hour again so it was good to have pastor anthony garissi call into the broadcast now folks if you want to call into the broadcast it is a dial in broadcast and the phone number to do so can be found right on the american voice 
radio website. It's 1-800-932-1980. That's 1-800-932-1980. Just call in. You'll get Frank on the phone, and he will put you through. Give me a little note. Um, if you want to talk about something that we're speaking about on the broadcast, once again, you can also get into that chat room. Also, while you're at the AmericanVoice.com website, be sure you click on the Donate button, and you uh, help keep this thing going. There are very few places anymore that you can get the unadulterated truth, but you can on the American Voice Radio Network. The truth has not been completely stamped out yet in the streets. It has not completely fallen because we're still able through the American Voice Radio Network, to get the truth out there. And I'll tell you this, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time promoting other radio show hosts on this network, but if you were able to listen last Tuesday night in this time slot to Pastor Pastor Mike Hoover with the Covenanters Call radio broadcast, he got into some seriously interesting stuff that I did not know about uh, how this world is marching Um, toward a one-world government. Now, I knew the world was marching toward a one-world government, but he had some details. And so you want to be sure to listen to his broadcast tomorrow night as well. Um, If you want to email me, my email address is refreshedaz at hotmail.com. That's R-E-F as in Frank, the station owner, R-E-S as in Sam, H-E-D-A-Z at hotmail.com. Or if you want to email Pastor Anthony Garissi, you can do so at pastor at paysonfirstbaptistchurch.net. That's pastor at paysonfirstbaptistchurch.net. You could also give him a phone call. Yes, he is one of very few talk radio show hosts that will give his personal information. And his phone number is area code 928-474-3530. And uh, that'll get you the church. So be sure to give him a call, 928-474-3530. Or you can snail mail him. Yes, you can actually write a letter. Yes, the U.S. Postal Service is still in business, believe it or not, even though nobody writes letters anymore, hardly. Um, But you can mail him at 303 West Main Street, Payson, Arizona, 85541. And that's uh, Payson First Baptist Church, 303 West Main Street, Payson, Arizona, 85541. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and also to call into the radio broadcast as well. All right. Well, I ran into a few articles that I want to talk about. Uh, It really is getting depressing if you pay attention to the news at all about everything that's going on. If it's not about Hillary uh, Clinton complaining about something or getting ready to go to jail, which hopefully she is. My goodness. How how much can you uh, uh, be loose with our nation's secrets and still not go to jail? She's going to test that limit. She belongs in jail, of course. She has for decades now. That should have been where she has been in prison due to what, how she has violated the laws of our land. But, of course, we are no longer a land that is ruled by laws. We are a land that is ruled by a certain elite at the top of our government. And so she's going to see exactly how far you can go in giving away our nation's secrets and still not go to prison. Now, I, re- I remember during President Bill Clinton's term when he sold to the Chinese information on, uh, on weapons, and there was absolutely nothing done about that. She belongs in prison. Is she going to go to prison? Uh, very unlikely. Why? Because she has money. That's how things are run these days. 
And then on the other, uh, well, well, you've got Bernie Sanders, of course, who, hey, by the way, uh, just came out today that in Iowa he is only seven points behind Hillary Clinton. So we'll see what happens over there with all that. That does have a very real effect on us, by the way, even those of us who don't like politics, even those of us who uh, don't like the Democrats or the Republicans. um, What they do makes a difference in our lives because what they want to do is they want to enslave us even more. The only argument that the Democrats have with the Republicans regarding enslavement is the speed by which it ought to happen. You look at people like John Boehner and and, uh, Mitch McConnell and some of these other Republicans who are supposedly quote-unquote conservative. You have to laugh when you say that. But you look at them and you see that they want every single thing right down the line that the Democrats want. So what is the difference between a Republican and a Democrat? It's simply the speed by which they want to enslave the American people. I honestly think that the Republicans, the only problem that they have with the Democrats is they think that they're going to wake the giant up. In other words, if the Democrats go too fast, the American people are going to realize that that's happening and that they won't, uh, and that they'll wake up and that they'll do something about it. I think that's the only difference that they have between the two. Uh, Frank's telling me it was uh, electronics and weapons miniaturization technology that he sold to the Chinese. Nothing ever happened out of that, by the way. But uh, if you're a Republican, why? Uh, Honestly, at this point, why? So you believe in the enslaving of the American people just at a much slower rate, or a somewhat slower rate, in order to not wake up the sleeping giants? You see, one thing that we are going to have to realize as a people It's that these people do not care about the average American. They have, that does not even hit their radar screen. One of the most vacant, blank stares I have ever had in my life was when I met John Boehner face to face, and I asked him if he was a born-again Christian. He was, the the look in his face said, "Is is this proletariat really speaking to me? Is this person who has, who is a nobody? He's a nobody. He he doesn't. Uh, uh, he's not part of the political class. How dare he speak to me that I'm lacking something in my life? Because I'm part of the political class. I know what's best for this country. I know what's best for myself. It doesn't even register on these people's radar screen. You put a good, decent person into Congress for a year, and by the time that year is up, they are completely in with everything else that's going on in our country, to where they do not even care what happens to the American people, so long as the monster that has been created, the United States government, is able to continue on the way that it is. They don't care if they have to enslave your children and grandchildren. They won't care if they have to kill in order to keep their place in society. What we have now is we have a political class that believes that it is superior to everyone else. And when this political class decides that, uh, that we're getting a little uppity, it will enslave us even more. I mean, folks, do we not realize what we're living in? Look at the times we're living in. I think of back to when I first started being able to vote. It was about 1994, I believe, was, was the first time that I voted, and it must have been 96. I don't think I was eligible in in 94. 
Um, but 1996, I voted for, I guess, Bill Clinton. I voted for Bob Dole, believe it or not. Boy, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? You take a look at our country and look at the things that were going on. Um, yes, was there a lot of politics that was going on in the background that was threatening the freedom of people? Absolutely. But was this world a completely different place 20 years ago? Yes. And I'm not just reminiscing, by the way. I am just amazed at the speed that we have let it happen to where we went from being a largely free people. I would say when I was a a young kid in the 1980s, the difference between then and now is black and white. Get this. The government says that not only do you have a constitutional right to health care, but the government says that you must have health care. And so they are forcing you to purchase something. I think now we're a couple of years down the road after Obamacare being implemented, and I think sometimes we lose sight of this, of the things that have happened, of the lack of freedom that we do have. We've got the, Amer- we've got the American government, which is completely different than the American people now. It's not a government of the people. <laughs> it hasn't been for a long time, folks. But we have the American government that is regulating what type of light bulb that you can put into your socket in your home. They say, well, no, it's just manufacturing. We just can't manufacture any of the old types because we need to be good to the environment. If I want to buy a light bulb that burns 10 times as much energy as another type of light bulb, then on the market I ought to have the right to do so, but the federal government bans a light bulb. The federal government gets into every aspect of our lives. You know, as Born-again, Bible-believing parents, we have to be very careful about how we discipline our children biblically in public because of the, the day in which we live. Because we do not live in a day of freedom. We live in a day of illusion. We want to be given this illusion that we're able to do what we want. But the fact is that they have regulated our light bulbs, people. They have regulated our drywall in our houses. The EPA has said that any ditch that runs into a stream is considered headwaters of that stream. Now, I know that was just recently thrown out. Hey, what about what just came up about Mount Denali, right? Changing the name Mount McKinley to Mount Denali. Through a legislative process, through a, uh, through, through a vote of the people? No, neither. Through, um, through some other constitutional course in order to do so? No. No, the guy with the phone and the pen, he just says, I'm going to make it Mount Denali, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. The fact is, we have had our legislative process, our judicial process, and even our executive process subverted by one individual. We don't live in a time of freedom. It's all illusion to us. All right, folks, this is a call-in radio broadcast. Love to hear from you tonight. Let me give that number one more time, and then maybe we'll get to some of these chats and uh, some of these articles that I have pulled up. It's 1-800-932-1980, 1-800-932-1980. So what do you think about the justice system? It's fair and equitable, right? So in other words, fair and equitable would be this. You do this bad thing, and this bad thing is going to happen to you because that is the way it is. And, uh, and so everybody that did that bad thing would get this consequence. That would be fair and equitable. So, for instance, you steal 20 bucks, you got to pay back 80. Everybody that steals 20 bucks got to pay back 80. That's justice. 
What we have today is not justice. And here's an example of that. This is from the RTV6 ABC Indianapolis Channel, um, their website. Arrest warrant issued for man who baked dog to death. Now, do we believe that people who bake dogs to death ought to be arrested? Absolutely. What happened in this case was this uh, man, Joe Clark, was sentenced to home detention after baking his friend's dog to death in an oven. The only reason he is being arrested is because he did not properly maintain his GPS monitoring equipment. So this guy goes and gets his friend's dog, puts it in an oven, and bakes it to death. Yeah, just a, just a normal thing, right? So maybe he ought to get probation. Well, he was sentenced to two years of home arrest. Let me see if I can find. Um, the prosecutor at the time was not asking for jail time at all in exchange for him agreeing to plead guilty to three felonies, torturing and mutilating a vertebrate animal, killing a domestic animal, and escape for violating a previous home detention order. So basically he pled out, ended up getting two years of home uh, arrest, and then, um, and then he violated that, and now they're going to get him and put him in prison. What, is, what was he doing out? Listen. If a person puts a dog in an oven and bakes it to death, why do we allow people to walk the streets like this? Is it compassion? Is it because our jails are full? Here you got some kid who was 19 years old with a little pot in his pocket who's going to end up sitting in jail for five years, and this guy's out walking the streets, a monster who takes another, who takes an animal and puts it in an oven and bakes it to death. Two years of home detention or home arrest. Or, or whatever, but not in prison, certainly. Folks, the justices have gone insane. We are literally ruled by crazy people. These judges have no sense of decency or justice or honor or ability to decide cases. They have lost their ability to do so, and in a regular, normal, sane world, they would lose their position on their bench due to the, their ridiculous things that they come down with. Oh, it just makes me sick. I hate to bring that up, but you know what? It's just a symptom of what's going on in this country in which we live, where there is no justice. When truth has fallen in the street, when judges are are weighing with unjust balances, which, by the way, God calls an abomination, that's the country in which we live in. We live in an abomination, an Obama nation. We do things in this country, and we allow things in this country that God hates, the least of which is baking dogs and the worst of which is killing 57 million of our babies. Do you realize that if a, if a bomb went off or something happened and every single elementary school student in the nation of the United States died, that that would be as many as we have aborted since 1973? And yet we continue to argue this as a political issue? Wow. I tell you, we, we need Christ more than ever. We need God's intervention 
in this country more than ever. And we need to speak out against the wickedness and the heinousness of what's going on in this world. I'm sure you heard about the mom who drowned her kids in the bathtub uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. She is accused of drowning her two-year-old twin sons, and she did it because nobody loved them or her, she said. Maria Alejandra Lopez, 22, was arrested Sunday in, in Avondale. And those of us who are from Arizona know where Avondale is. You're seeing this every week, folks. What's wrong? What is wrong with people that they would kill their children, and yet you're seeing it every week? You're seeing it in the headlines and over and over, and you're seeing the lack of justice, and you're seeing all of these things happen in our country. What's wrong? It's a blindness. It's a blindness to truth. It's a deadness of soul. It's a miscarriage of justice. We're going to talk about blindness in the second half of the broadcast. There was a blind man once in Israel that we're going to talk about. Stay tuned through the break, folks. This is the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. Jump in that chat room in the meantime with everybody else that's in there. We will be right back, right after these messages. beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll-free 866-229-3663 That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704 
875-8010 or order online at the three W's dot thepowerherbs.com. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Broadcasting out of Union City, Indiana, for the second half of the show, we are back. And unfortunately, the man in the big squeaky chair, flanked by the cedars of Lebanon, 
and having the Alexandria Library of Alexandria behind his desk in Payson's only mega church is unable to join us today because of his pleasure cruise up on Lake Michigan this week. And so uh, just pray for him that he won't chip a nail while he is up there. And Lord willing, he will be back with us next week, Pastor Anthony Garissi. Um, I hope he's having a good time up there because we're going to put him to work next week. In the meantime, if you got something to say to him about missing the show, we should always endeavor to give him a hard time about that, uh, especially when he's on vacation. <laughs> he says he's tough. He can take it. Um, that's what he told told us when he called into the radio broadcast earlier. But uh, be sure to keep him in your prayers as he is up in Michigan, actually on a working vacation, doing some electrical work, preaching in a church up there, and uh, and he should be back, Lord willing, on the radio broadcast again next week. So we were talking about, well, the state of things when we left the first half of the broadcast. It's a depressing thing to talk about, but you know what? We kind of live in a in a in a time where if you're going to talk about news, you're going to have to talk about these things. About people drowning their kids or killing their kids. There was just another case over in Ohio where uh just went to trial and just went to sentencing, and I believe that was in Bell Fountain, Ohio where a mother had killed three of her boys over a three-year period. It used to be this type of thing was rare, but now as we see our country getting further and further away from the truth and away from the Word of God, and really away from Christianity, as the number of professing Christians and practicing Christians goes down in this country, the more we see unnatural behavior like this. You see, it's not natural for a parent to kill their children. What's natural for a parent to do is to protect their children and to provide for them so that they can be the next generation. And so you have to wonder what spiritually is going on in our country that this is becoming more and more common. Is it, uh, is it because it's being covered more? I don't think so. I think that at any time in the history of our country, a parent killing children would be sensational. Now, the, the media is still running with stories like this, but they're becoming so common, I'm afraid that uh, that that we're getting hardened to them and hardened to the other things that we hear about in the news, like the man who put the dog in the oven and got two years of pretty much probation for doing so. Um, but then because he disobeyed the government, they're going to haul him into to prison now um, because he didn't maintain properly his, his uh, tether that he was on to keep him under control. Um, isn't that what we're seeing, though? across the land. You can pretty much do whatever you want. You can kill little babies in the womb. Yeah, you have a license to do that in America. Um, you can uh, you can apparently put dogs in ovens and bake them to death and only get away with a slap on the wrist. Um, you can sell technology to China, uh, miniaturization technology, and still be president of the United States. You can... I don't know, have your own email server and have all of your classified documents sent to that email server so that you can keep it out of the grasp of the American people and apparently still run for president um, because that's happening. You can uh, act like a Democrat, be a liberal, um, you know, punish uh, conservatives in Congress and still be called the Republican Speaker of the House like John Boehner. Uh, by the way, a neighboring district to here, I'm about I was at three miles from his district. I met the guy once, and uh, and still be the Speaker of the House, 
and you can ride on an airplane with the president too. Isn't that that was that was really cool, wasn't it? Um, that John Boehner got to ride on Air Force One with Obama. Oh, what a wonderful thing! And uh, he's a lap dog. Oh my goodness. But anyway, yeah, this is the way the world's going. So we take a look at this stuff. You know, we look at climate change and things like that. Hey, say what you want about climate change. I believe in it. Uh, it happens at least twice a year. And uh, I live in Indiana. It happens like twice a day sometimes. But, folks, that's the day in which we live. You look down throughout history, and you see that there were other bad times that people lived in history. Specifically Christians were the most persecuted group in the history of the planet. The reason is is because it's the truth, and people that like to have control, they're pretty free and loose with the truth. And if somebody decides that they want to stick to the truth, then the one that wants to have control will usually persecute the one that wants to stick with the truth. And so that's what we have to look forward to in our country. Is it possible that God could bring about a revival in America? Oh, I certainly believe so. That would be God's business. He, he, uh, he certainly could do anything he wanted to. Um is it likely to happen? Well, I don't know. You look at the Bible and what it says about the end times, how that things will wax worse and worse. So I'd say the likelihood, based on, upon the Word of God, is is fairly low that we will have a nationwide revival and return to God. But I'm sure it was for the Ninevites, too, when Jonah uh, refused to go until he was swallowed by a, a great fish and then spat up on the land and went and told them that they were all going to suffer the wrath of God if they didn't repent, and that entire nation repented. So I, I suppose it's possible. But as a Christian, what we have to do in this in this life is we have to continue to proclaim and to promote the truth. We see when we see stories like this that a mom drowns her two kids. It makes you really sad, and it makes you wonder how low humanity can get. But there is something that the world, at walking around in its blindness, there's something that can fix that. Um, I think I, I personally believe that that it does take a willingness once those eyes have been opened, once the Holy Spirit has visited somebody, that it does take a willingness to believe. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be given that command in the Scripture to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. But I was doing some Bible reading this week. And I, was, I ran across the story once again about the man that was born blind in John chapter 9. You should imagine with me real quick what it would be like to be born blind. You wouldn't have any conception of the world around you. You would form your own conception. But you certainly wouldn't be able to understand what people meant by I see a tree, for instance. Well, what do you mean that you see a tree? What, what does that mean to a blind man? They'd have no conception of it. We tell people that uh, that we believe, or that that the Holy Spirit uh, uh, lightened our hearts today, or something like that. You know, say something in the realm of Christianity, and and people wonder what we believe, what we mean by that, because they don't believe, because they don't have the spiritual eyes to see. But there were a number of things in this passage in John chapter nine that stuck out to me about a Christian in a time when people just won't believe Christianity when your testimony will mean nothing to them and where they will throw out the truth with as much impunity as they can in order to maintain control. This is exactly the story of John chapter 9. Hey, listen, if you're a patriot, um, if, you, uh, if you 
listen to this radio broadcast and, and you believe the uh, things about the one world government that have been uh, brought about on this, uh, on this network that Frank has, the American Voice Radio Network, then you understand that there, these things are coming down the, the pike, then you need to read the Bible. Because there's a great deal in the Word of God that has to do with a great deal about what you are talking about and about what you are listening to on this network. Because the world is blind. And maybe you've been given eyes to see uh, some things about this world that others aren't. A vast majority of Americans are walking around, and a vast majority of the people in the world are walking around with absolutely no idea about what's going on. And you've got the truth that you can give them, but the truth that you give them, is it only half the truth? Is it just saying, yes, you're in bondage, and then not telling them what they can do to be out of bondage and not trying to impart through them with the help of the Holy Spirit some sort of spiritual sight? You have to wonder sometimes. It's not all doom and gloom. But if you look at John chapter 9, I'm just going to simply read down through this and comment on some of the things that are found in this chapter and kind of how do they apply to us today with everything that we're having to go through. In the meantime, if you'd like to call into the radio broadcast to discuss this issue, or if you have something you want to say along these lines, I would be more than happy to take your call. The call-in number for the radio broadcast is 1-800-932-1980. We've got a number of folks in the chat room as well that would love to discuss this issue uh, as well. And so jump in there at theamericanvoice.com. But we're going to talk about John chapter 9, the man born blind who was healed. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? The first thing we notice here is that Jesus' disciples, these are ones that believe in Jesus Christ. These are ones that are following him, that have forsaken everything in their life in order to follow Jesus. Their first question about this blind man was, who sinned that this might come about? You say, well, that's a very unreasonable question for them to ask, but really, is it? You know, it almost goes along with the reaping and sowing principle, right? If we're not careful, we can look around at those around us who are going through bad things, and we can say, well, what did they do wrong to get to that bad uh, position. I remember not many years ago, my family and I we didn't have a we didn't have a place to live. We were homeless, and uh, we were living in a borrowed travel trailer. So I guess we weren't specifically homeless. Living in a borrowed travel trailer, sitting on the back lot of somebody's property, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, I had not done anything to get our, us into that position. It was just a number of circumstances that had taken us that way. And if somebody would have come up to me and, and said that, uh, well, how did you sin in order to get into this position? Well, I would have been very thoughtful about that, I'm sure, and I, I would have hoped that I wouldn't have taken offense to that. But I do believe that the Lord was teaching me some things through that whole process, and, and, and it made me a lot uh, more effective Christian witness and a lot more effective husband and father as the Lord taught me and as he brought me through that. And there were a lot of good things that came out of it. Some of the best memories of my children's childhood so far is when we were living in that uh, travel trailer as a family. And to look back, it's funny to see how they got such a blessing out of it and how they still remember that. 
and I saw it as such a, a horrible thing because really it was it was tough on me as a dad. But here was a guy who was blind. He had been blind from his birth. And the disciples were asking, well, who sinned in order that this might have come about? And Jesus Christ, in his infinite patience, in most of the situations like this, didn't blow them out of the water and call them reprobates. But he explains to them the situation and the backstory as to why this guy is blind in verse 3. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. It's often the world's perception about Christians that if we don't have all of the neatest toys, if we don't have all of the money in the world, if we're struggling financially, somehow God is not able to take care of us. (laughs) I do have a funny story along these lines. Back when we used to preach on the streets a lot, which those of you who are longtime listeners probably remember those days because we spoke of it a lot on the radio. But there was a, uh, a time that I was missing a front tooth. And that's really embarrassing for an adult to be missing a front tooth. And so I had taken um, some pipe, uh, PVC pipe, and I had carved it out and into the shape of a tooth and, and had it wedged in, if you can imagine, in between two of my teeth so that I wasn't looking like I was missing a tooth. Now, I was afraid to open my mouth because um, that tooth would go flying out sometimes. And when I was down there street preaching, I was I was talking to somebody and getting into a, a heated discussion with them, as we often did with those college students. And, and while I was doing that, uh, my tooth, it flew out of my mouth <laughs> right at the person that I was talking to, landed at his feet. And he takes a look at me and he says, if your God can't even fix your tooth, I don't want anything to do with it. You say, well, that was awfully petty of him. But isn't that the response often? Even of us Christians, we look around and see bad things are happening to somebody and we automatically wonder, well, what's wrong with their life? Well, the disciples were no different. And Jesus straightened that thinking out quickly. He said that the man hadn't sinned or, and his parents had, uh, neither has his, had his parents sinned but that it was for the grace of God that this would happen, so that God should could show his glory to the people of Israel. He says in verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now that's a very interesting that he says that, isn't it? He's the light of the world. He was saying this in front of a blind man. A blind man who had no conception of light, but he knew that light was something that he would thereby be able to see if he if it was possible for him to see. I'm sure he had talked about or heard, had heard people talk about light. This guy has a couple of parents that they end up calling into the synagogue a little bit later, and I'm sure that he had heard people say, "Go light the lamp," or "Wow, that sun is very bright," and I'm sure he was curious as to what light looked like and what it did. I mean, he couldn't. He had, didn't have any conception of it. He had been blind since birth. But Christ tells his disciples at this time, while that man is standing there, he tells him, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then something interesting happens. When he had thus spoken in verse 6, he spat on the ground, he made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. So he just put that clay right on there and told him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, 
which is by interpretation sent, which is interesting. Again, he sent him to the pool that's called sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. So Christ tells him and his, and, and his disciples that he is the light of the world. He fixes this man's eyes. The man comes back from the pool of Siloam, and he can see. Now, that's a miracle. That's an amazing thing. It's an unbelievable thing. You would think that, that if that was to happen in America today, that would be all over the airwaves. You would hear about it in every newspaper. It would be a wonderful miracle. Here was a man who was blind since birth, and now he can see. Isn't that amazing? And this is Jesus Christ, who was the one that healed him, so he must be a prophet or he must be God. You would think that would be all over the papers. Not in today's society. And you know what? It wasn't back then either. If there's one thing the world has been very consistent about, it's been its rejection of truth. So why do we expect the world to suddenly start to begin to understand and to accept truth after thousands of years? I don't know. Verse 8, The neighbors therefore, and they which, had, which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? So at least his neighbors were pretty amazed. Wow, look at that, he can see. Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore they said, unto, said they unto him, How were thine eyes open? So that would be another reasonable question of the people that were around this blind man, the people that he had been raised up around. Hey, how did you get to be able to see? I would ask the same thing. I would be curious myself. I would want to know. So he answers them, and he tells them the basic facts. He doesn't elaborate. He doesn't make a big deal out of it. He doesn't call a press conference. He just answers their question in verse 11. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. That's it. That's all he said. He just testified to what had happened to him. Now, as a very brief note here, we have to understand that as born-again believers, those of us who are listening to this broadcast, who have trusted Christ as our Savior, we have to understand that all we have to do is give our testimony. What happened to you? How did you get saved? Tell others about it. That's what happened when they ask, you know, what's different about you? How come you won't go this place? Why do you talk differently than you used to? Just tell them what happened to you. I was a blind man. I couldn't see. I had no spiritual sight, but a man, Jesus, came and gave me that spiritual sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the, they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. Now they brought him to the religious leaders of the day. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight, and he said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed and do see. So he told them the exact same story. He again gave his testimony. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Isn't that just like a spiritual leader? Here was a man who was blind since his birth, and now he can see, and they accept the truth of this fact, and they say, You know what? This guy can't be of God, because he didn't follow the rule of the Sabbath. Jesus Christ explains elsewhere that he fulfills the Sabbath, that he is the Sabbath, he is the rest. 
And here was here they were wanting to nitpick that he healed on the Sabbath day. Was it unlawful to heal on the Sabbath day? They hadn't even answered this question amongst themselves. This man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. So there were some that were intellectually honest that said, look, the devil is not going to make people's lives better. This guy was healed from his blindness, and now he can see. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he openeth thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. So he just prophesied that Jesus Christ, he knew that as best as he knew, he prophesied once, or he, he uh, testified once again about Jesus Christ, that he was a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind. That is just like the world, isn't it? It is never able and ready to accept the truth until the Holy Spirit starts to open the eyes of those around us that are blind. Once you have been made to see by the gospel of Jesus Christ, you begin to tell others, and they will not receive it unless God gives them the ability to receive it in the Spirit. And there will be those that will receive it, but there will be those that will see that clear change in your life. They will see what God has done for you, and yet they will still reject that truth. And that's what these Pharisees did. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? Now see, they had already received his testimony twice about how he could see. The people that were around him that brought him to the Pharisees had heard his testimony already as well. And yet here they are. They're going to ask the testimony of the parents now. How did this happen? His parents answered them and said, we know, not th we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. They would know. They've been with him in their entire life. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had, already, had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was the Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said his parents, he is of age. Ask him. Then they again called the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. Oh my goodness! That is exactly what happens when you become a born-again believer and you start to tell people about Jesus Christ. I know that this guy, I know Jason. I knew him way back. I know that he's not capable of changing. This is just a passing face. In fact, one of my friends told me this in a letter. He said, hey, when you get over this religious thing, I've got a job for you in Houston. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Folks, listen. It's very easy. We walk around in a world full of blind people. And perhaps you are one of those blind people who the Holy Spirit is right now waking up to your need for Jesus Christ as your Savior. If that is the case, respond to the call of the gospel. Turn to Christ in faith and repentance. He died on the cross for your sins that they might then be taken care of. They were nailed to that cross if you will only turn to him in faith and repentance and believe the gospel that Jesus Christ is God sent down from heaven, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was raised up again the third day, and then go out and tell others. But don't expect the world to understand and to receive your fruit. They did not understand.
Space Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU-band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, August 31st, 2015. And... Um, I've been talking about vitamin C, so hopefully I can do that some more tonight. Um, I'm not able to get online right now. So anyway, I'm having some problems. Uh, It's one of those nights I just had to run back to the house just to get a mouse and run back down here right before my show started. So uh, anyway, it it was kind of cool here yesterday, which was nice. Um, It's hot in here right now, but... I guess it's starting to cool down now that we're almost into September, and the smoke hasn't been as bad, at least I know it hasn't been, it wasn't bad yesterday, and I haven't been outside much today, but hopefully it'll get better. We did get a little rain in the last few days, like one uh, day we got some rain, so that might have helped somewhat with the smoke and the the wildfires we've been having, well, they're not right around us, really, but the smoke is affecting us, so. So, um, I'm going to try here to get started. I uh, came down here and my computer was off, and my uh, surge protector was off, and I don't know what what's going to happen next is one of those things. Okay, so let's see here. Um Okay, so I've been telling you about vitamin C. I told you about this book called The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease. And I also, you know, told you that that book is available online. So that would be a good book for you to obtain. You know, you can get it for free. You can go download it online. And it's got a lot of really good information, so... I'm going to start from that book now. This is from Chapter 12, and uh, it starts out about the common cold. So, this is what it says here about the common cold. And this book was written, I believe, maybe, I don't know exactly, um, I'd have to go look it up. Um, Let's see here if I can find when it was written. Um, Okay, 1972, just so you know. And again, it's called The Healing Factor Vitamin C Against Disease by Irwin Stone. And that's I-R-W-I-N-S-T-O-N-E with forwards by Nobel Prize winners Dr. Linus Pauling and Dr. Albert St. Georgi. Okay, so this is chapter 12, The Common Cold. With this chapter, we begin the discussions of the use of ascorbic acid in the treatment of various diseases other than scurvy. We start with the common cold because it is a most annoying ailment, and it is one to which everyone is repeatedly exposed. It is also the one with which the author has had the most personal experience. From this personal experience, it is the author's belief 
that this disease could be eradicated through the proper use of ascorbic acid. And that's vitamin C. That's what they're talking about, ascorbic acid. It is the purpose of this chapter to tell how this can be done. Let us first go over some statistics and current research on the common cold and then take a quick look at the medical literature to see what has been done with ascorbic acid in the treatment of the common cold over the last 30 years. It has been estimated that Americans get about 500 million colds per year, and that was in 1972, I believe. So, Besides uh, causing acute physical discomfort and taxing the individual's health and stamina, the common cold is the greatest single cause of industrial absenteeism. Yeah, back when we used to have industry in this country. Uh, but, you know, now we don't really have industry, but I guess it still causes people to miss work. So, And then again, there's lots of people that do go to work with the common cold and infect a lot of other people, including in the restaurant industry and food service and all that. And all kinds of other ailments and diseases, apparently, and they're spreading them all over the place. So if they knew about vitamin C and were taking it when they first started feeling any kind of symptoms, and plus taking it on a daily basis several times a day, uh, every few hours, then they probably wouldn't have any of those ailments and wouldn't be infecting anyone. Okay, so its cost to industry, meaning the common cold, appears to be well over $5 billion a year in lost time in production. And like I say, that was in 1972. So obviously it costs a lot more money now uh, with inflation and so on. And uh, let's see here. So much research money is now being expended in the hope of developing a vaccine for colds. I haven't heard about that one, and it is 2015, and this was written in 1972. So, you know, if there is one, I'm not aware of it, but I'm very surprised they don't have it yet because they seem to have a vaccine for pretty much everything. And they're even giving that Gardasil vaccine, um, which is for human papilloma virus, and only for a few of those types of viruses, um, and for cervical cancer. They're even giving that to men and boys and as well as young girls, young girls and young boys and men, um, you know, because then they can, it's just like taxing the other half of the population when they put the females to work. And I think it was Nick Rockefeller, I forget, I think it was him that talked talk to, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about, the guy that that ended up, I think he had cancer, and he died, and uh, anyway, he was a director, and so he got some inside information from this Rockefeller guy, and he asked him, why do you think, you know, we put women to work, why the New World Order, you know, powers that be, um, basically brainwashed the populace and the women to want to go to work, you know? That's what he was saying. And um, he said, oh, because, you know, for equality, that was his answer. And the Rockefeller guy, I think it was Nick, laughed and, and said, no, 
you know, it was to gain the tax money, you know, from the other half of the population. Plus, it was to break up the family and marriages and to get the children in the brainwashing institutions that much earlier. So they had all kind of reasons for doing these things. So that's the same thing with uh, them giving the vaccines for this Gardasil, which have killed people, for instance, and children and caused them all kinds of problems. That's the reason for giving it to the boys, the men, and the little girls, in addition to, you know, women and women old enough to have sexual relations and things like that. Because, you know, why would you give a vaccination to a child who has never had sex and shouldn't be having sex, you know? Uh, for instance, to a 12-year-old or a younger child, including a boy or a girl. So, for one thing, they're out there giving away birth control in the school system. I've read it from their own documents. For instance, in California, you can go to school if you're in middle school, and you can get birth control. You can get Norplant implanted in your arm, or whatever they call it. I know Norplant is one of the names for a birth control device that they implant in, you know, females' arms. You can get that without parental consent or notification whatsoever. So these children that are in middle school can do that. And I would imagine if they were even in elementary school, they could do it. And I don't understand that, except for I I just know that's just the facts. That's the way it is. I don't get how they can get away with it, but they do. Because, for one thing, the age of consent, I don't know off the top of my head what the age of consent is in California, but I know it's not like a a 12-year-old, for instance, like, you know, or perhaps younger. Maybe some kids could be a little younger and be in middle school. But they did write somebody, you know, they had a frequently asked questions section, and I don't have it right here to access. It was on the computer in the house that I was reading this on. I believe. Um, But anyway, if I can access it and read it straight from there, I will in the future to you. But they did say, you know, if a middle school child came and asked for birth control, would you give it to them? And the answer is yes. And that means with no parental consent and no parental notification. They would even, you know, give them an IUD, intrauterine device, okay, which is inserted inside, you know, the uterus, they would give them that. Or they would give them the Norplan or some other type of thing they can place under the skin of the arm. Or they would give them all the other forms of contraception, any of them that they wish to have. So this is what they're doing. They're encouraging you know, children to have sex on the one hand and and the sexualization of children and they're going to be, and they already are, normalizing that and, and pedophilism. You know, they've already normalized sodomites, homosexuality, you know, lesbian and lesbianism and all those LGBTQ whatever words. They've got all kinds of uh, abbreviations for those. I don't even know some of them. Uh, the L is lesbian, G, gay, uh 
B for bisexual, T for transgender. So it used to just say LGBT. Then they added a Q for queer because, you know, they're weird like that. And then they have some other initials after that now for an abbreviation that I don't even know what those mean. But anyway, you know, every time you turn around, they're adding more of these little abbreviations and and different names, you know, to legitimize the the weird, you know, abominations and all that that they do um, and that they claim to be that are total immoral and anti the Bible and anti our Heavenly Father and Jesus and all of that and the Holy Ghost. So, But, yeah, they're encouraging the kids to have sex on the one hand in all the cartoons and the movies and video games and the games they play and the books they read and all this kind of stuff. And then on the other hand, they're supplying them with birth control for depopulation purposes, of course, and allowing them to get abortions, too, without parental consent consent or notification. They were doing that back when I was in high school even. So, you know, I'm sure they're doing it now. And so, as far as this Gardasil virus I was mentioning, that's why they give it to the little boys that aren't having any kind of sex yet, and the same with the little girls, because they make that money. They make that really good money on these vaccinations. And I read one time something, their own material, some other place, you know, um, and it was it was basically to doctors and the medical industry, and it was the pharmaceutical corporations, you know, their minions writing it, and they were talking about what a great money maker all the vaccines are, and how much money they could make, and that they need to push these vaccines on everybody, you know, push them on the parents to allow their child to get vaccinated, push them on the parents to get the vaccines themselves, and on and on it goes push them on the parents to get their babies and their school-aged children or their teenagers or whatever the case may be vaccinated because they're worth all that money. You know, the more of your patients that get the vaccinations and the more vaccinations they get, the more money in the doctor's pockets. So this is what it's all about. That and bioweapons, which they're spreading, which can cause probably who knows what, cancer, AIDS, hepatitis, Diseases we don't even know the name of yet, all kind of plagues. There's no telling what they're putting in these bioweapons that they're calling vaccines. And we do know some of the things they admit to being in there. For instance, mercury, thimerosal, which is mercury. And, uh, you know, they're, they're putting fetal tissue from the babies they murder from abortions. They're putting those in the vaccines. So that is like us being cannibals. They they want to turn us into cannibals. Um, and and anybody out there that thinks, you know, when it hits the fan and you're going to get desperate and you're going to eat the dead people or kill somebody and eat them if you're that desperate, like I've told you before, you know, cannibalism causes the human form of mad cow disease, which will turn you basically into a mad cow, a human mad cow. And it causes holes in the brain, bovine, spongiform, encephalopathy. So if you want holes in your brain and you want to basically go crazy and get very, very sick and die, you know, then I guess you can go ahead and eat eat humans, eat people, whatever you want to call them, homo sapiens. 
and either kill them, murder them, or eat the ones that are already dead that died from who knows what, the plague, the plagues that will be out there from all the bodies stacking up because they're not going to be able to bury the bodies. There's going to be so many people dying. You know, they're not, they're not going to be burying bodies, I'm sure. So, you know, keep all this in mind and learn all you can about what you can do to stay healthy, as healthy as you can and as alive as you can be and as healthy as you can be, be you know, while you can still do it. And then this would be a great way to do that, to not only download this book I'm telling you about here, but to actually, you know, print it out, save it on your hard drive, get other books, print out other information online, etc. get books while you still can, go to thrift stores, garage sales, look online, go to eBay, Amazon, get used books. There's so many ways you can do it. And get that vitamin C now and all the other things I'll tell you about and others do while you still can. And we'll be right back with more about vitamin C on the other side. Don't go anywhere.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen. And you can go to the chat room and uh, check out the news page and the Superstore. There's all kind of good things available there, like organic sulfur, for instance. And um, I know there's still a special going on. If you buy, I believe it's four pounds of the organic sulfur from American Voice Radio Network, then you get one free LED light bulb with every order where you order four or more. So anyway, so that's going on, and uh, there's all kinds of other good stuff available there, so check that out, and we appreciate you ordering from us and you know, buying our products, which helps to support AVR and doing the same for those of, you know, the people that you hear on AVR that sell various things like gold and silver and health items and all kind of different things. So we appreciate you supporting them. That helps to support us and pay for their airtime and things like that. And also those of you that donate to us or them or those of you that you know, tell others about us and support us in many different ways. We appreciate that. And thank you to all the micro-broadcasters out there. I think, um, you know, Frank appreciates you. I know he does. And um, he was telling me how he was going to be addressing that on the air. But um, so I know that, uh, you know, micro-broadcasters and, and whoever would like to are free to put out AVR programs, and we appreciate that. There's just a few little things, you know, that that we appreciate if you do. So, like putting our commercials at the bottom of the hour, leaving those intact instead of taking them out and running your own commercials and things like that. So, anyway, uh, we do appreciate all of you out there that put AVR out on your local so, okay, I'm going to get back to this book. It's called um, The Healing Factor, and it is Vitamin C Against Disease is the subtitle by Erwin Stone and two Nobel Prize winners, Dr. Linus Pauling and Dr. Albert St. Georgie wrote the forewords to this book, and it came out in 1972, and this is a free book that you can obtain online. Um, so this would be a good book to download, and you could just search for Irwin Stone, I-R-W-I-N-S-T-O-N-E, in quotes, um, and type in The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease, in quotes, and then... Um, you know, maybe download or something like that. And then, you know, it's up to you if you want to download it or not because if you, you know, get some kind of virus or something, please don't blame me. But I have downloaded it without any problem. Um, so, you know, it's out there. I know you can get it. And just make sure that you have the proper antivirus protection, you know, program on your computer and all that. You know, and use a firewall and just take precautions and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm sure lots of you out there, most of you download things all the time. So 
it's no big deal to download some free book. It's got 30 chapters. Can't tell you how many pages, but it does have 30 chapters. And it covers so much. Um, like I told you, these scientist types, they don't normally, most of them, there are exceptions, but a lot of them are atheists and antichrists, and they don't believe in creation. They don't believe the Bible. You know, they believe in evolution and all that nonsense and climate change, a lot of them do. Um, you know, um, global warming, they used to call it. And they had global cooling before that, that they were trying to scare everybody about, you know, back in the day. So, you know, if if you're against all that, which I am, you could say, okay, well, I'm not going to get that book or all the other books that these types of people write that are gung-ho about vitamin C and they have life-saving information. So you could just throw the baby out with the bathwater or you could ignore the parts of the book that tell lies from people who are deceived in that area. And then you can, you know, read the information that is good and life-saving and healing like I do. So that's up to you whether you want to get the book or not. Um, I know that they do talk about evolution, Erwin Stone writes about that and he talks about how people, homo sapiens, have a defective gene, a mutated gene, which that's what I've always read when it comes to us not being able to make our own ascorbic acid. Okay? But he's gonna talk about evolution and all that mess. So I just ignore that part. You know, I know it's not true. I know that the man was deceived when he wrote that and so are the others that write and say those things and you know, or you know, some of them maybe know the truth and they're just out there deceiving people because they don't have the Holy Ghost. But anyway, you know, they may just be saying what they're told to say and getting paid to say a lot of the time. But anyway, so this book does have a lot of great information and uh, in addition to the part about evolution and all that kind of stuff and them calling us animals, basically. You're not going to like that part, neither do I. But then when you get to things like, uh, you know, some effects of ascorbic acid, correcting nature, breaking the vitamin barrier, the common cold, viral infection, bacterial infection, cancer, the heart, vascular system, and strokes, arthritis and rheumatism, aging, hay fever, eye conditions, ulcers, kidneys and bladder, diabetes and hypoglycemia, chemical stresses, poisons, toxins, physical stresses, pollution and smokers scurvy wounds bone fractures and shock pregnancy and the future and this all has to do with ascorbic acid also known as vitamin c which most animals make but we cannot there's a few animals that don't make it like guinea pigs some bats um primates some primates and things like that so you know, this is a great book to have in your arsenal, to have in your healing library to that could save your life, you know. Um, and the more you learn about vitamin C, the more you research vitamin C, I believe, and you obtain vitamin C in many different forms and have it on hand, learn how to store it, learn how to use it, have the books, you know, whether you download them or buy them, used or new or however you're going to get them, get them while you still can, while you still have access to the Internet, 
while you can still order them online, while you can still go visit stores, bookstores, and obtain them, or thrift stores or used bookstores and obtain them, which I totally, you know, would recommend doing, getting them used. Why pay new if you can find it used, you know, as, you know, with the economy the way it is? For a book, I think that's a fine thing. I don't think there's any problem with that. And I get my books that way all the time. I get lots of things that way. Most things I get are used. So, you know, there's a time to have new things and a time for used things. And uh, just over the weekend, um, I was able to get something I've been wanting for years. I used to have one. Frank and I got it years ago used in a thrift store. And it's a countertop oven by Hamilton Beach. It had convection, although the convection didn't work, and the big, you know, it, like it started to work when we first got the oven, and then it quit working. So I never really got to use that, but it had a rotisserie. Anyway, it's a quite big countertop oven for a countertop oven. You know, it's way bigger than a normal size toaster oven, so you can fit like a nine by thirteen pan in it, and it's got two racks, and it's got several areas where you can place the racks in the oven. A lot of ovens I see for sale, for instance, brand new ones or used, uh, they have problems like they have nonstick coating sprayed on the inside, and that is fluoride, a fluoride coating, which is extremely detrimental to your health. And all the self-cleaning ovens have this coating, by the way. So if you have a self-cleaning oven, it's got this fluoride coating on it. Um so that's bad for your health to use that kind of oven. But um, anyway, so this oven doesn't have that. So that's one good point. And then it has room for the 9 by 13 pan. That's another good point. Um, like I said, it's got the two racks. So you can cook two things at once. And you can move the racks around. A lot of them, you can't even adjust the racks. You know, you can only put it in like one space in the oven or two spaces max. And they're so tiny, the, most of the ovens and the toaster ovens especially, you know, you can't cook but a few slices of bread or something, you know, something small, like four pieces of bread in them or maybe six if they're big enough. And most of these ovens that are countertop models, you can't even get a 9 by 13 size pan in there. So anyway, this one you can. And so we had this oven. We got in a thrift store. It was $20. And I'm so glad we got it because I love that oven. I used it for years. And after using it, we got it used, so I don't even know how old the oven was when we got it, but for $20, you know, I used that oven like crazy, and I barely even used our large oven, which is a propane oven and stove, and so I, I was basically just using that oven almost all the time, and I could cook, you know, casseroles or anything big in there, you know, a, a big pan of whatever, or two pans, or you know, a chicken or something, a whole chicken would fit in there. So I love the oven. Had it years and years. And then one day, the oven door shattered into, like, thousands of pieces. And I find this happens a lot because I went and got another oven to replace this one. And I paid $100 for it. It was brand new. I got it at Walmart. And uh, I think it was an Oster oven, O-S-T-E-R, which I've had their products in the past, and I thought they were, you know, good products. But apparently, at least this oven was a piece of junk. 
I would never recommend getting it. So if you see an Oster oven for $100 at Walmart, countertop oven, stay as far away as you can from it, including because the glass will most likely shatter like it did for me after using it in about a week. Um, so, you know, I happen to be standing pretty close to it even, and the glass shattered and cats were around it, you know, on the floor, of course, but so they could have gotten hurt, I could have gotten hurt, it could have blinded us or burned us or who knows what. So what they're doing is they're giving these faulty, you know, they're giving you non-tempered glass that never belonged in an oven in the first place from China because the Chinese can give you just regular old glass and, and get it cheaper than they can get the tempered glass that belongs in an oven. So that's what they're doing. And this oven that I told you about, the Oster one for $100, yeah, I, I was making something in it the, the first week I had it, like I said, and I went to pull it out of the oven, and the whole thing fell out, like, onto the floor because the rack, they they designed it with a flaw, so when you, you just pull the rack out a little bit to get whatever you're cooking in there out, the whole rack falls out, and so does what you're cooking, you know? So be forewarned about that, too, because that's another lawsuit, you know, burns, whatever, um, so anyway, that oven, you know, it, it just had a myriad of problems. So I returned it. Thank goodness I got, I got store credit for it. That's what I got. But anyway, um, yeah. So then I looked online after the first oven that I got through this thrift store, Frank and I did years ago. I looked after that oven door exploded and it's happening to so many people, so many different models, brands of ovens. You know, countertop ovens, I know, they're, the glass is shattering. So it's not just, you know, a once in a blue moon thing that happened to me twice with two different ovens, two different brands and everything. It's happening to a lot of people. So if you look up oven shattered glass or something like that, you'll see it's happening to a lot of people. And they're not telling anybody either. So anyway... I wanted an oven to replace that oven, the oven that I loved. And I've been looking for years. And, of course, I could have gotten one. Um, I see them on eBay all the time, selling them for the used ones, sometimes new. And sometimes they'll go for $150 or more, plus 50 shipping. But uh, the used ones, you know, on a good day, you might can find them for, like, on a real good day if you're extremely blessed and you bid on an auction or something, and you get, like, the best possible deal, you might, you know, occasionally find one for maybe, like, 50, 60 bucks or something. But they usually go for more than that. And anyway, then you have to pay the shipping. So anyway, this weekend, I just happened to look on, I was going to town that day, and we were going to town that day. So I just happened to... um you know, look on Craigslist, which I like to look on Craigslist, and I only occasionally look at the free section. So this time what I did was I, I had seen the oven I wanted on there on Craigslist, the oven that I wanted to replace where the door shattered, that we got at the thrift store for $20, the Hamilton Beach model. And I'd been looking for years, and so I saw a couple of different ovens, you know, in the past, say, a couple of months on there. They were the oven I wanted. And it's a special one. I have to look at a picture or know the model number in order to get the right oven because 
I don't want just any Hamilton Beach or whatever kind of oven. I want the exact one that I had because it's the best one that there is, I think. So I had found that exact oven, and they were a ways away the, to a city I've never been to. And I was going to have to go get the, you know, get the oven and travel and this and that and to get it. And it was a ways to go. So I didn't. And the oven, somebody else got it. And that was two different times. One was 30, one was 35. So I missed those. So this day on, I think, I forget what day, but I got up and I looked real quick on Craigslist and I went, I just typed in Hamilton Beach oven. I didn't even go to the free section. I just searched. Hamilton Beach oven, like I had done in the past. And there in the free section was the oven of my dream oven, okay? And I have another dream oven that I'm not going to go into that's cost like thousands of dollars, but for an inexpensive countertop oven, you know, that's what I'm talking about. So I saw it on there, and I emailed the guy, and it was a Craigslist relay email ad, so I didn't know his email address. I didn't know his phone number or anything, but it was in Medford, Oregon, which is where we get to town and we shop for groceries and stuff and do errands. And so I emailed him, and it had been listed the day before. The guy emailed me back. I took my laptop to town because I don't have a smartphone or a cell phone. And before we went to the grocery store, Frank and I, I emailed him from a laptop and we went in the grocery store, came back out. He had emailed me back and said he had, you know, he had the oven and I could come and get it. But what happened was when he emailed me back, um, we were going to some other places and we didn't get the message in time. So he said, you know, you can come till 10 tonight. So I ended up getting it the next day. And so now I have the oven and I got it for free. So this is the kind of thing you can do. Like I say, you can get books like that. You can get books. At garage sales, maybe the last day of the sale, go there the last hour or two. They may give you a whole bunch of free stuff, you know, that you can use to your advantage to save someone's life. If it's a great book about vitamin C or health topics, I got a bunch of those books over the weekend. I went to two, th- uh, I went to one sale that same day that I got the oven, and I got a bunch of books, really cheap, and a bunch of other stuff cheap. Um, and then I found a thrift store, too a new thrift store I've never been to, and they had an ad on Craigslist that said half price every item in the store. I went there and didn't spend much at all. Got a lot of great stuff for great deals. They had some ceramic heaters. I got them for as low as $250 a piece. Um, I got a couple of those. I got tons of books, hardbacks I paid $0.50 for, soft covers I paid $0.25. Okay, and I got a lot of health books. Some looked brand new. Others were old books, which I love too. But they were all in great shape. And so that I added those to my health library, my library, you know, on different subjects. So when it hits the fan, we have all these books to read and stuff. And a lot of them are life-saving and healing type books. So I'm always looking for more of those. So you can do the same, you know. Go out there and look for these type of things while you can still get them. Okay, we got another hour to go, and I'm going to give you a lot more info about vitamin C on the other side, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Girl, you're looking fine tonight, and every guy has got you 
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right. Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And uh, so I was telling you about, you know, ways you can save money and things that I've done, you know, to get really good deals and I've done that for years. I've been to lots of different garage sales, estate sales, thrift stores, and things like that, auctions from time to time, although I don't go to auctions much, but I've gotten great deals on those too, um, like estate sales, auctions online in our local area. I met a lady that conducts those, and she had some fantastic deals, and, uh, you know, it's because when people die or they might have to downsize and move into a, you know, a retirement home or a nursing home or whatever the case may be, you know, um, they don't, you know, they just, they don't want to deal with eBay or Amazon or maybe they don't know how to do all that and, or, you know, it could be their kids inherited all their belongings because the parents died or whatever, one of the parents died and or they just don't want to fool with any of it and so the kids don't care about most of the things that maybe the parents did or the parents collected or whatever and so they just want to sell the house, you know, a lot of the time and, and get all the contents out of there as quickly as possible so there's 
people that do that. You know, there are state sale liquidators, there are appraisers, there are people that have these auctions. And, um, you know, I've I've met another man that does that. There's a lot of people out there doing it. And I've seen a lot of people online, you know, talking about it. And, you know, they get these great deals. And, you know, sometimes they'll just go and say, well, what do you want for everything? And they might get everything in the house for $500. So, you know, and then they'll turn around and sell it for thousands. So this is the way that works. And then the auctions um, that I've participated in and gotten a lot of great deals were people that were either downsizing, like I said, or maybe it was an estate sale where the owner or owners had died or they had to go to a nursing home or whatever. And so the lady, you know, in this case, comes in and goes through all the items in the house and, you know, she has to price everything and she has to know how much they're worth or look it up. And uh, she is an appraiser, so. Um, But I'm sure she goes to eBay like everybody does and, just so you know, a lot of you out there may not be aware of this. A lot of you may be, but I wasn't always aware of it. So if you want to know what the price of something is going for, what you can do is go to ebay.com and then you can type in the search bar, whatever you're looking for, and into the proper category, Okay. Or you can just say all categories, search all categories. And then once you type in the keywords you're looking for, um, and it's probably best not to be that specific, I mean, you know, because the less specific you are, the more things are going to come up on the search. But then you click on advanced and... I don't know exactly where it is, but it's like at the top of the screen, um, and it says advanced. It's kind of near, I think, on the right side at the top of the screen, if you're on eBay, wherever you're at. So you click on advanced, and then all you got to do is, on advanced, that page is just to type in those same keywords, or if you typed them in the home page or whatever, and then you click on advanced, they'll probably show up in the search engine there, the search bar. So make sure you're on the page that you, know, that you clicked on advanced and you're on that page. And then it's going to have like all these check boxes and stuff and fields where you can enter information. What I do is I just uh, type in the keywords I'm looking for. And, uh, you know, there's different things you can do like, What I would suggest is checking the box that says completed sales. There's also a box you can check that says um, items sold or something like that. But completed sales, I'll tell you who's using that. Um, People that want to know the, the worth of an item. For instance, people that are buying things and reselling them to make a living. They're going to eBay and they're doing what I'm telling you right now. So what they're looking at is completed sales. So that's the item they're going to check that box like I do. Because if you just check the sold items box, then 
it's going to give you, like, if you look for the bottom of the page, you can look for things like um, items ending soonest in the auction, for instance. Well, I don't look for that. Now, that is something you can look for if you, you just want to look for something that's currently for sale on eBay, not on the advanced section, but you're just looking... You just go to eBay and, you, you know, you want to search for items ending soonest. That might be a way to get a great deal on an item in an auction that's going to end soon. And what I do is usually I swoop in at the end to get the item. And I frequently get the item that way, you know. Just don't even bid on it at all and then just wait till the last minute or so you know, the last 30 seconds and have the stuff typed in or whatever and just click on it. And you have to, a lot of these auctions, you have to click again and stuff on certain things. It'll ask you, are you sure you want to make the bid or whatever. But, yeah, I swoop in at the end and get that. So you can do that. So you can look for the item, you know, ending the soonest. But if you're looking at what the value of something is because you want to know, say you want to sell something and you want to know what it's going for, all over the country and or the world on eBay, which is a great place to know to look up the worth of things and find out. Then you just go to that advanced section and then type in the name of whatever it is, you know. Um, and then, for instance, I bought a little cheap smoker at a thrift store. I got it for twelve ninety nine. So I wanted to see what it was worth. So I went to eBay and I went to the advanced section. I typed in little cheap smoker. And there's Big Chief smokers and all kind of smokers, but the brand name of this one was Little Chief because it's a smaller model than the bigger one called Big Chief. And I looked on there, and they're going for a minimum of $50, okay? And I've seen them for like $100, so it just depends. And if you go to completed, you know, the completed... uh sales, like I told you, the checkbox there, and you check that, the reason why you go there instead of just the sold item checkbox is because if you go to sold items, you might find, okay, say you're interested in reselling an item, or you're doing it for to make some extra money on the side, or you're doing it for a living. Yeah, you might find something that sells for a high amount of money and think, wow, you know, I'm going to list this on Craigslist or something, or I'm going to list it on eBay for such and such, whatever it's sold for on here, because it's going to tell you the the prices that things sold for in the last 90 days when you're looking on this advanced section, okay? So you're going to get the latest prices things sold for, which is good because you don't want to go further back than 90 days, you know? You want to know the current top market value or the cheapest price that you can pay for things too is another way to look at it so um if you go to the sold thing only you might find something that sells for a lot of money you know like an item you have that you want to sell or you might be interested in selling but it's not going to give you all the things that people listed of that same item on ebay that did not sell but if you go to completed sales you're going to find out how many of those were listed in the last 90 days that did not sell, okay? And they'll give you the price they were asking. Um, You know, you can even check buy it now only, or you can check 
used or new or not specified. I don't even check any of those. I just leave them all blank unless it is a used item and I just want to look up the used items to know what they're going for or something. Then I might check used. Um, or if it's a brand new item, I might check new, okay? Um, but if you don't check either new or used, you're going to get both new and used items. Some of them will be used. Some of them will be brand new in the box, never opened, that somebody had lying around their house for 10, 20, or 50 years or more, uh, or maybe a year or less. Or some of them will say, you know, NIB, that means new in box. Um WT means with tags usually, or WOT would mean without tags. So it might have the original price on it, etc. And the box, a lot of times if it's an antique or vintage item, sometimes the box can make it go up in, in value a lot. I mean hundreds of dollars at times. So if they have the original box, that can make it worth a lot more money. Some people are just selling the actual original box. Some people just sell manuals. For certain things, and you might want to, you might have an item like that little chief smoker, and you might go on there, and you might want to, <clears throat> for your own purpose, if you're going to say, if you're going to keep it, or you already have one and you bought it somewhere, like I did at a thrift store, and it didn't come with a manual. Well, you could look online and see if you can download a manual for free, which I would do, which I haven't done, or you could go on eBay, places like that. For instance, um, they're going to sell a lot of manuals. You can go there and just type in Little Chief Smoker manual, and then you might find the exact manual for the specific model you have. Sometimes you might want to type in the item number, the model number of your item, you know, and make sure you're getting the actual manual for that. I mean, you can go get manuals for antique and vintage items from, you know, antique just means the item is 100 years or older, and vintage would be... Um, you know, some a lot of times people are going to say something's an antique on eBay and other places when they're not really antiques because either they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, the people that don't know the item must be 100 years old to be qualified to be an antique, or they know that everybody kind of fudges and does that, which a lot of people do. Um, but really it's not an antique unless it's 100 years old. And then vintage items, they could even be from like the 90s. Okay, they consider those vintage items now um, because people are out there looking for things from their childhood, for instance, and, you know, they might, maybe they're in high school in the 80s or 90s, and so whatever the toys were that were popular back then or records or whatever it is that, you know, makes them feel all warm and fuzzy, then those items people are going to be looking for, and a lot of times they'll be, you know, popular items, and so... A lot of times, though, they'll say things are antiques that are not. So that's just a little tip to let you know. They should be 100 years old or more to really qualify as an actual antique. And they're usually worth, you know, money a lot of times if they're that old. And they can be worth money if they're not even that old, you know. And some newer things can be worth a lot of money. So anyway, um, if you look for the completed sales little box and you check that, then you'll get... How many items sold in the last 90 days? Which ones didn't sell? Like the auction ended. Maybe the reserve price wasn't met. Or maybe nobody bid on the item. Or maybe it was a buy it now and nobody bought it. It'll tell you all that information. And so what I do is I sort it. You can sort it at the bottom of the page. And the only thing I put in is the keywords I'm looking for at the top. 
I might check new or used or not check anything, depending. And then at the bottom, okay, I'll, I'll click on completed sales, only completed sales. Then at the bottom, I will put, you know, show me the highest prices plus shipping. If it's something maybe I want to know the worth of and the, and to get the, you know, who got the most money for this item, what did they what do they sell it for? Maybe I, I'm interested in selling the item that I bought at a thrift store, at a garage sale or whatever, or an auction, and I want to resell it. And I want to know what it's worth. Well, I would type in or, you know, click the box that says listed in order of highest, you know, whatever, plus shipping. So, and then if you're looking for the cheapest you can buy, so you'll know, hey, what is this? what did this sell for in the last 90 days on eBay? You could say, you know, give me the lowest uh, sold for amount, you know, with or without shipping. I always say with shipping. Um, but anyway, so, and you can look for free shipping on eBay too. But, you know, they're going to add the cost of the shipping in there. So it's not really going to be for free. But anyway, so those are some things you can do. And then you'll get pages and pages and thousands a lot of times, search results. And... You know, it'll go from the highest amount if you choose it to go that way to the lowest amount. And that way, you know, you can go to the last page or the first page and you can see what things sold for in the last 90 days. Then if you want to go to Craigslist or your local paper or your, you know, penny saver, if your area has that, which is a free newspaper you can advertise in, to pay a little bit of money um, and advertise in or some places you can advertise for free like the nickel i think you can advertise for free or your local paper they may charge you a little bit of money and give you a few you know so many words you can put in there so these are just things i've learned that some people may not know a lot of people may not know you can go look at the worth of items and that's what that appraiser does that i told you about that has these auctions um and she just gets an email list of people that come to her sales because if she does them online She'll say, you know, yes, you can come and look at the items in person before the sale sometimes, but other times you cannot. So she'll advertise it on Craigslist, and then you can go look at the items if you choose to, and she allows you to, or sometimes you can't. And then she was doing this. I don't think she is anymore, but she had somebody doing this for her. But basically, you just have to get the software to set up your own auction she went with a company that did it all for her, and all she did was post the picture and a description of the item. And she had to go through and, of course, price everything. So she had, like, a crew of people working for her, and she still does. And, you know, you have to clean them up and get all the dust off and take them out of the box and look at them and look up the item on eBay or whatever. Or just if you're doing it for a long time like her, you're going to know off the top of your head a lot of things what to price them at, you know, if she's pricing them. Other times she's not pricing them, and she'll just have a reserve price, you know, for the item, meaning you can't get it for lower than such and such amount. Sometimes she still sells stuff that doesn't even have a reserve price. And so people that are just wanting to get rid of their items really quickly are going to go with that and, you know, a state sale or somebody going out of business or whatever. And then you go sign up, you give your email address, your information, your credit card or debit card number, or you go pay in cash. And, you know, you go to the auction if she has it online, and then you bid on the items. And you can bid, you know, here's the most I'll pay kind of thing, or you can swoop in at the end, and I've done both of those, and I've gotten lots of items. I've gotten a couch, 
that reclines on both ends, really nice couch people lounger, I think was the brand name for thirty thirty $32, you know, big couch. Um, I got a really nice rug, eight by 11 foot rug, um, and not a cheap, you know, rug, but a decent, nice rug for another $30 at the same sale, you know, and, and stuff like that. So there's these sales out there, you know, you might find one in your area and Craigslist would be a good place to look on under garage and estate sales, for instance, and you might get, you know, stuff for when it hits the fan on there a lot of times, you know, propane tanks and propane stoves and pumps, you know, like Frank just bought a pump that'll pump the water from our well if the electricity goes off, it hooks up to a 12-volt battery. He got it for like $30, I believe. Um, And uh, you can pump water from whatever, you know, and it'll, it'll, I think it was like a 30 I forget exactly. He has the numbers. He was telling me, though, he was telling me that it would pump the water from our well, which is quite a ways away, you know, up into the, our water tanks, you know, and it's on a hill. So, um, and he said that the amount it pumps is the same as what we have now, you know, the pressure and all. So, I think it was like 30 gallons a minute or something. So, anyway, um, there's all these great deals, and there's Harbor Freight and Tool, harborfreightandtool.com, I think, or Harbor Tools. I don't know what the name of it is. You can look it up, harborfreight.com, I think. You can go on there and get some good deals. You can buy somebody's whole tool shed at these sales a lot of times. You know, if you go the last day or something and just give them an offer, you know, make an offer. All they can do is say no, and I've seen a lot of people do that when I've been at these sales, and I've been there at the last hour to different estate sales, and somebody else is coming over, you know, with a truck and loading up the entire tool shed with a ton of tools and nails and screws and power tools and things like that, you know, so, and and manual tools. So things like that for when it hits the fan would be a great place to get them and get a great deal if you don't have these items or you know you want to get more or you want to have them to barter with or whatever so look on craigslist i'm telling you on the weekends and go to the garage and estate sales section you can also get a lot of good things for free on craigslist go to the free section and just be careful safety wise like i said you know you have to be careful and try to meet people in public places if you can take more than you know go don't go by yourself and you know, just just use common sense to be safe and all that. So anyway, I've gotten a lot of things that way, and I've found a lot of these sales and a lot of different things where I've obtained things for very low amounts of money, and it's another place you can sell items too. And, you know, have a garage sale, uh, get a storage room and sell stuff out of there, go to a flea market, sell out of there, whatever. And it sounds like it's about time for a break, I believe. So we'll be right back. Red. 
have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? 
Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes. Now in the street, they all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316- 
going to tell you about, I'm hoping you could hear me all this time, because uh, I'm just now able to hear myself on the microphone. But anyway, uh, just in case you didn't, this is New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. It's my live show tonight on Monday, August 31st, 2015. And I had planned to talk about vitamin C and to read you information. I couldn't get online and having all kind of technical problems tonight and I ran and got a mouse right before my show started uh, because something, I don't know, my mouse down here disappeared, and it's a long story. But the mouse that plugs in, a wired mouse, stopped working uh, during the show. So I ran up and got one out of my car just now, and, of course, it's not working either. And uh, this thing says, you know, one of your USB devices we failed to recognize, so I don't know, now my mouse doesn't work, and... My other one, my batteries probably are dead or something, so I can't even, I had my everything on my computer froze, that's why I can't even access anything, and now a cat just stepped on something and shutting my computer down, so it's just one thing after another, so I'm not going to be able to get to the info about vitamin C I wanted to tell you about, um, so that's why I was talking about other stuff, but anyway. So, um, yeah, that, that's just some things that I've learned about eBay and, and looking at prices and stuff like that that you might w- want to take advantage of. And, um, you know, Craigslist is another great place to find great deals and stuff, like I said. And that thrift store that I just found over the weekend, which I know where m- most of the ones are in our area, um, and I've been to a lot of them, a lot of them I've been to many times over the years, but... Some of them I've never been to, usually because they're out of town and towns I don't go to. But I found a new one, and I asked them when I got there, you know, because I saw them advertised on Craigslist. And they said, everything in here is half off, you know, this weekend through today. Today was the last day of the sale, and it went like Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So they were even open on Sunday. And it's a place where they help the homeless, and, uh, you know, all the proceeds go to help the homeless. And um, so I was asking one of the ladies that works there, and she said they'd been open since October. They're on a busy street, and and that's not normal for our area. It may be for yours. I know certain thrift stores I've seen people talking about online or videos or whatever, and they say, you know, yeah, sometimes you can go and they'll have a a sale and everything is, 50% off or whatever. And that is just not the norm for where we live. So when I saw this ad for this thrift store and everything in there is half off, I thought, wow, you know, it's a thrift store, so you're already going to get really good prices. And then everything is half off of a thrift store price. So I, I just wanted to check that out. So I did. And like I say, they had a lot of good deals. And, oh, I get a cable, a USB printer cable. It was brand new in the package, 2.0, the exact type I needed because I got another great deal on a printer. It was a laser printer, a monochromatic, meaning black and white, you know, black ink. It's not not a color laser printer, but it's just a black ink laser printer, um, brand new. And I got it from Newegg.com, and it was one of their, what do they call it, shell shocker deals. If you want to get on their list, their newsletter list, to be notified of their best deals, which they call Shell Shocker, and I think it's something like weeknights, 
they email you like between maybe midnight or one in the morning or something and they say, you know, here's our here's our best deals for the day kind of thing or something for the next day. Well, for that day because it's like midnight when they let you know. So I got a printer off of that and it was like $37 free shipping laser printer, you know, and it came with the toner or whatever, you know, the starter toner. So um, I haven't even used it yet, but I'm going to be using it to print out stuff, you know, that we need to know life-saving information and such. Um about lots of different topics, and I have plenty of paper. I'm going to get more ink, but I got a great deal on that, and it was the Newegg.com Shell Shocker deal. So go and sign up for that newsletter if you have not, if you want to get the best deals for Newegg. And they've got all kind of other deals on there. I can't get online to tell you, but just from the top of my head, I mean, they've got all kind of deals, like TigerDirect.com is another place where you can get good deals. Um on electronics, computer parts, um, hardware, software, all kind of things. I mean, they even sell appliances at these places, but it's like they're the go-between a lot of the time, you know, and they're just like the go-between that finds a seller online, buys it, and then sells it, you know, gets a part of the sale or something like that. But anyway, so they got all kind of great deals on stuff. And you can get on both Tiger, which is TigerDirect.com, on their email list to get all their great deals. And you can do the same thing for Newegg. I know Shell Shocker deals is one of the things you can sign up for for them. And then they've got remanufactured items, like Frank got a a laptop on there. On I think he got it from Newegg, if I'm correct. And he got it for like 125 bucks or something, and it's a laptop, and it was a leased laptop, probably some business had leased, you know. Um, it's a Lenovo, and I don't know everything else, like what model or something it is. I, I probably do, but I can't remember. But anyway, he got a really good deal, and he got it for like 125 bucks, and um, they have this free shipping thing a lot of the time on Newegg, you know, and it's here pretty quickly, and we're in a rural area, so, um, anyway, you can do the free shipping, or you can pay for shipping and get it faster, and, you know, when you pay, you usually don't have to pay much, unless it's a heavy item or something, but anyway, so those are some more places you can get good deals, and so I found this printer cable that I've been wanting to get, because I got the good deal on Newegg for my laser printer, but... It didn't come with a printer cable, and they didn't tell me it didn't come with a printer cable until after I bought it. I looked on there at the question and answer section from people that had bought the printer and were answering people's questions about it, and I saw that they said it does not come with a printer cable. So anyway, Frank told me what kind of printer cable I should get, and I've been looking at them, and in town they're going for like 15 to $20 for a six-foot one. So I looked at Walmart and some. I went to Best Buy, and they were either out or they were wanting fifteen or twenty bucks, you know. And I might have broken down and just gotten it. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'm such a cheapskate. I won't ever pay any money for anything because I do. I pay a lot of money for a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of the time. But 
So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to order it online and get it from New Egg or Tiger or someplace and get it. Because he was like, yeah. I was like, how much do you think I could get it if I order it online since I've never ordered one? And he's like, you could probably get one for $7. So then I go to the thrift store because I had meant to get it online and I hadn't yet. And the thrift store was having a half price sale. So I found a printer cable in the box, in the package, brand new, never used. Belkin was the brand name, six foot, exact type I needed, 2.0. And it was $1.50. So see, you know, every little bit you save helps out, you know. And if, you know, I, when you go to that, like the sale that I went to, um, I just asked the lady, you know, look at all the items that I have here. It was a private sale in, you know, in her driveway, and her and her husband were there, and they had all these tables out. They're obviously doing this to make some side money or something. They're probably retired. And so I just, you know, here's all my items. Give me a, give me a price, you know. And so she did, and I had already gauged in my head what I was willing to pay, and she she came in way under what I was willing to pay. So I went ahead and I didn't even try to get her to come down any further. Why should I? You know, she's already given me a great deal. And it comes out a lot of time to where I can get things sometimes for 50 cents each or a dollar, you know, when I do this kind of thing. So, you know, it's that's just what, you know, some of the things I've learned to do. And... So um, at that thrift store, like I said, I got those two little ceramic heaters. Um, I mean, we bought them brand new here years ago. Little ceramic heaters, and we've paid maybe, you know, sometimes you can find a couple for $30 where they make you buy two at a time or two for 20 or $25, and that was years ago, so I'm sure they probably cost more now. And there's this other ceramic heater I wanted to tell you about. Um it's called Braun Big Heat, I think is the name of it. B-R-A-U-N Big Heat is the model. And it's model 6200. That's off the top of my head, so I'm pretty sure that's it, but I could be wrong. I haven't looked that up in years, but I've looked it up so many times, I think I I haven't memorized. But it's called Braun Big Heat, I believe, 6200. You could look for it on eBay, for instance, .com. I'm about ready to kill this cat. Uh, not really, but he's driving me crazy, jumping up on my desk. He came in when I ran out to get another mouse for the second time, and he ran in here, and now he won't leave me alone. About ready to choke him. But, um, so, yeah, you can go and look for this. It's the best little heater I have ever seen in my life. Frank had it when I moved here. And it eventually, it was an old one, so it eventually had a couple problems. But it worked for years and years and years. And so I would I would highly recommend that heater. It's the best, I mean, if you go read reviews, you're going to, everybody's going to agree with me. Even if you get it used, I mean, I think it would be a great thing. Now, I did do that. I went and bought another one after the one we had, the cord broke on it because it was just so old. And Frank could replace the cord he just hasn't done it yet but I just wanted another one because I loved it and this little heater really puts out a lot of heat you know and so anyway <clears throat> as I throw the cat down for the hundredth time um you know I've had a lot of other little ceramic heaters and all kind of different heaters but 
this one is my very favorite of all. And so you can go read reviews, like I say, if you're interested. But anyway, so I got one off of eBay. And the thing is, you know, I'm not a big time whiz at fixing things like Frank is. And, you know, I've I've never learned how to do all that. Um, I'm more a creative, artistic person. But anyway, so... I went and got this Braun Big Heat Heater. I got it at an eBay auction, and I don't remember what I paid. I probably paid like $30 for it. And I got it, and it worked when I tried it the first time. The fan came on and everything. Then I went to use it a couple of months later, and the fan would not come on. So you can't use it without the fan, you know, because it, it won't work. And... um you can't run it without the fan and all that. So I don't know. I mean, that sounds bad because I told you how much I loved it and then I got one it didn't work. But that's that's just a chance you take. And it was too late for me to return it, you know, because I would kept it a couple of months. And it did work in the beginning. So I'm sure somebody could fix it out there. I could probably take it somewhere. Frank could probably fix it, but I just told him about it, so... Anyway, I still love that heater. Uh, you know, I just wish the one I had worked. Or we could fix the one we had where the cord broke on it. So, uh, anyway, that's a good one, I think. And you can buy the brand new version of it, too, if you don't want to buy a used one. Uh, just look up Braun Big Heater or something like that. Or just look up Braun Heater on eBay. And, you know... You can read about the 6200 model, and then you can look on a search engine and find the new version of that, the new model. You might want to get that. They cost a little bit more. I'm sorry. I'm having some problems here with this cat. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, you could get a brand new one, like I say, and you might pay, like, 50 bucks for it or something. Um, but anyway, I think it's a great little heater. So I got some ceramic heaters, like I said, two for like five bucks at that sale. Um, all the clothing they had was $1.99 plus half off of that. So the regular price is only $1.99. That's cheap. And around here, the thrift stores, you know, I mean, Goodwill, they sell their clothing for a lot more than that. I mean, you can find brand new clothing a lot of times at places cheaper than you can find in a thrift store here, like Goodwill. Because, I mean, I got some t-shirts. Frank and I both did. They were $3 each brand new. Just plain t-shirts, you know. For $3 at Walmart right now, they had. So you might want to check if you're interested in that. Um, and then thrift stores around here, most of them, they're going to cost you $4 and up. Sometimes 7 sometimes more. It just depends, you know. And then they look on eBay at our thrift stores, and I think they're doing that all around the country and world. You know, and they see what stuff's going for, and so they're not going to give you as great of a deal a lot of the time as you used to get. But I still get great deals at these type of places. Um, it all depends on the person pricing them and what they know and if they take the time to look it up or they don't and blah, blah, blah. But um, you can still get great deals in thrift stores on so many things. So, you know, there's a lot of things I do buy used. And especially for when it hits the fan. I mean, who cares? If you're going to buy a used clothing, you know, I used to be not that type of person. I didn't even go to thrift stores or garage sales, you know, and I had to get the brand name, brand new, you know, popular designer or whatever, 
you know, and I I got over that. <laughs> and, you know, everything is just made in China anyway nowadays usually. And you can find really cool vintage clothing and stuff like that at these thrift stores or um, garage sales and stuff. And, um, you know, you can find stuff that's worth money that people will pay high prices for on eBay, for instance, or Amazon. Usually eBay for the used vintage stuff and antiques and things like that. Anyway, there's a lot of people making a lot of money, believe it or not, even in this terrible economy on eBay and Amazon and storage auctions or buying those and reselling them and on Craigslist and stuff like that. And um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's all these things, rumors, and people are talking about, and it's not just me. You know, everybody's talking about it, about tidal waves and tsunamis and earthquakes and asteroids hitting and, you know, everything under the sun, maybe a pole shift. But I'm not saying all of this stuff is going to definitely happen or when it's going to happen. I think all of it will happen. It's just a matter of when, you know, and the Bible tells us, you know, if you go read Revelation... It, it sounds to me like there is going to be a pole shift, probably. And if not, it's going to be just as devastating as one. talks about the grass, all the green grass, or at least a lot of the green grass being burnt up. It talks about, you know, uh, stars falling from heaven. It talks about signs in the heavens. The moon turns to blood, I believe, or the sun does. And then... Um, well, there's the blood moon, and then I think they it talks about something being like sackcloth or something. We could have nuclear winter. Who knows? Anyway, get prepared while you can. Frank's coming up next for two hours. Thanks for listening.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR 2...
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.